relax. Colleen and Eric have a podcast. The world is scary and we're locked in our home. But now we have big microphones. So you can relax. That's the name of our podcast. Hello, welcome to Relax, the podcast. I'm Colleen Ballinger. I'm uh, Eric Stocklin. And this is our podcast where we hang out and talk and about whatever we want. We got a fun episode for you guys today. If you are watching the podcast, you'll see my outfit is basically incredible. You're welcome. And um, we've got a lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about today, mostly based around one of What's the best happening? movies of all time. Yes. Um, but we got a lot of fun stuff. So it's it's coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about That's a good kissing. one. Let's have some fun. What? Kissing. I'm like really, really excited about something I discovered today while watching the movie that we both decided to watch for Is this podcast. Is it a secret? Well, I just want to wait till we get to it because I'm like really okay. excited. Um, okay, so hello. Let's start off the episode with what we always start off with, which is who needs to relax today? Lovey, you go first. Uh, for me, it uh, I'll just say straight out, people who drive behind me when I'm driving are minivan. Now, mm-hmm. there is some something culturally happening with people when they drive behind minivans. Mm-hmm. Now, a minivan is a people mover. Mm-hmm. There's a family inside, mm-hmm. like one would assume, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that it just makes people angry and aggressive drivers? You know, I'm excited you brought this up because this is something we have both noticed since getting a minivan, which so, we've well, only first, had a minivan yeah. for maybe a couple months, a couple months. I don't know. First time minivan owners. And we've noticed that since getting a minivan, the road rage that happens around us, if we don't drive any differently, we're not driving slower now that we have nope. a minivan. Same we drive speed, exactly the same. Same style. But minivans make people angry. Angry and aggressive. So like whenever they see our minivan, it's like they come up right up to our the butt of our car they and they zip around us as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. Like so angry that there's a minivan. Yeah. And I think people just assume minivan, oh, they're going to be slow. There's a it's stigma. Like a, uh, like a mom in there that's just annoying yeah. or like I, I don't know i don't know what it, but i i kind of think back to when i was a, i was a 16 year old first driver mm-hmm. and and up until now like i feel like i didn't want to be behind minivans because i just assumed yeah that they were slower or in the mm-hmm. some, something about it was like i gotta get around this mm-hmm. i gotta get around this thing as fast as possible mm-hmm. and now driving one i and i look in the rearview mirror i'm just like wow everyone is aggressively Riding our butts and mm-hmm. then speeding around us, even when we're doing the same things we've always done. Yeah. And driving at the same speeds. Yeah. People don't like minivans, I guess. So but this, there's, there's children in here. They don't care, love. It's a minivan. It's annoying to them. I think. I don't know. That's why I'm excited you brought it up, because I think we can now open up this conversation, because we've had this conversation multiple times. Yeah. But now we can open up the conversation to you guys, and you can tell us, if you own a minivan, tell us. Does this happen to you? Because- We've noticed a huge shift in like people just well, like, we, yeah, it's a newer purchase. We had another car that was good enough for the three of us. And then we were like, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it an upgrade to the minivan. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when we used to drive around in, in the other car, no problems. No, yeah. I never noticed anything like this. And now instantly with the minivan, it's every everyone car. around us is so mad about Maybe it's it. an LA thing. Too. Like maybe it's like in LA, they're like, what's this family doing in Los Angeles? Right, yeah. Get out of here. We are industry people and have places to be. Cause I bet, mm-hmm. I wonder if like in the Midwest or in the South, if this happens. Cause like, right. Cause it's just maybe there's more minivans there per capita. Yeah. So they just like are like, yeah, uh-huh. this is what we have. We have minivans here. But here it's like, 
maybe a little bit more rare. So they're like, oh, look at these tourists, this tourist family coming to visit Hollywood. Get out of my but way. But we got the California plates. It's a cool looking minivan as far as cool. minifans go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know why. It's a nice people... ride. I enjoy I driving oh it. Gosh. The children inside of my... Oh! <gasps> La vie. No, no, I'm sorry. It's just like you can see them. I wonder if you can see it on camera. Probably not, but they are just trying to get out. They're big fans of the podcast. Yeah, they're they're agreeing with us. They love our... it when we do this late on a Friday night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so my relaxing, talking about who I think needs to relax. Uh, uh, you're allowed. I'll allow it. My, it's not a person. It's um just, a, it's. Did I say it was a person? No, I'm just, I said who needs to relax, but it's not a who. Okay. It's just a thing that you have to do when you're pregnant. Sorry, it's pregnancy related, but this episode is not pregnancy related. So I feel like I'm allowed to say or relax as pregnancy related. Of course you are. The amount of blood work I have to get done hmm. is absurd. And today I had to do, uh, I think they drew like eight to 10 vials of my blood. Your favorite thing to do. I don't like it. <laughs> and it's, I remember when I was pregnant the first time I was, so angry that they made like I remember my sister-in-law telling me I was gonna have to go to the doctor every month and being like no I remember just thinking like, every that's month a, that's that crazy. sounds like vacation I know and now we we're at the doctor multiple times day. so I know it's There's insane like There's some sort of doctors. a doctor that we go to every day and I just never knew that about pregnancy but especially about like the blood work I feel like I'm getting blood work done at least every other week. Yeah. And it's good thing your blood doubles in your body when you're pregnant because they're triples take, for me. Yeah. Triples for you because they're taking they're taking a lot. Lots of it to where? Where do they take it? <laughs> Who's <laughs> drinking? that? No one's drinking. I hope no one's drinking my blood. I don't know. Um, they are testing it for different things. And today I did a gestational diabetes test that is uh, so obnoxious because you have to drink this drink that women hate. But I actually think it's very tasty. And um. And then you have to sit there for an hour and then they draw your blood. And then if you fail that one, then you have to go back and do it for three hours. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it seems like a lot. And I feel like it was a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all of these things so we can know that the babies are healthy and that I'm healthy and figure out what's wrong. So I am grateful for it. I'm not trying to just sound like a little brat here, but like, I'm going to sound like a little brat because like when my mom was pregnant, they did like one ultrasound and they were like, no, you're fine for like nine Same, months. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's good because we catch a lot of issues with all the tests and blood work and ultrasounds we do now. Sorry but you hate science and no, all I love achieved. it. I love it. I just like I'm sick of giving people my blood. Like, let me just have my blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially I feel that way about my blood. So <laughs> like, don't stop, it makes sense. Stop taking my blood. It yeah. just is a lot, you know? Yeah. But they're doing this for a, a scientific and medical Good reason, of course, to, um, to keep you, the babies healthy. I totally understand that. But what it involved was us getting up very early, mm -hmm. going to a doc, and you had to and fast for twelve yeah. hours, and then they made you drink a drink, and then we sat in a car in the parking lot for an hour as you talked about how much you wanted to eat or drink something, but couldn't, mm -hmm. and then you had to go back in and get blood drawn. Yes, which for you is something you have to preface with: I might faint. I'm going to faint. I'm fainting. Yes. Every time it happens. <laughs> well, I didn't this time. I didn't faint this time. Okay. Um, but I remember, do you, I was going to ask you if you remember this. So on tour with Flynn, I was just, at uh, this pregnancy, I've accepted it. I'm like, yeah, I get blood work every day. I go to a doctor every day. It's yeah, just sounds how like it you're come to terms with it. And are totally, okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm way better than I was with Flynn. There was one blood test that my, I went on tour and my doctor was like, you need to get this blood work done by week 29 or something of your pregnancy. Right. And I was like, no. 
<laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember because I, I was not with you at that point. I was filming something, but I kept reminding you, hey, you got to go do it. this. They said you can do it at any place that does this anywhere in the country and they'll yeah. send it to our doctor. And you're like, yeah, I'll do that. And you and, just didn't. Yeah, my doctor was like, you need to get this blood test. And I was like, I'm about to go on tour. I'm so stressed. I can't go spend an hour, two yeah, hours to get this blood work. Like, I've got so much to do to prep for a tour. And then I'm going to be on tour. I'm not going to spend a day on my tour Who wants getting to my that? blood work done. And I was just so mad. And I wouldn't do it. Now I'd be like, okay, we got to figure out how to get this done. Well, to be fair, the one we did today, she was like, can you do this two weeks ago? Right? Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it and I never said I wouldn't but do you remember I was so stubborn I was so at that point I was so sick of the doctor I was so sick of my life just being overtaken by the doctor and blood work and so yeah. much and so many now symptoms and ailments that when it I was on tour and my doctor kept calling me like have you gotten the blood work done I was like no and people were like you have to go get it I was like no yeah, I don't want to that's interesting now, <laughs> so now I get mad. what you mean by like you've you've come to terms you've accepted it because at this point in in Flynn's pregnancy, mm-hmm. you were just like on tour being like, no, no, I'm not doing the tests. I'm not going to the <laughs> doctor so more. Whereas now we're like home and you're, we're going right. three times a week. Like right. Literally. Right. Um, so I guess who needs to relax is like all the blood work have to get done, but I'm grateful for it. So I don't want to sound like I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. And I did end up doing that test, by the way, the blood work. I don't remember what it was for, but when I was pregnant with Flynn, of course you did. Cause I went to the doctor when I got home from tour and he's like, did you get that blood work? And I was like, no, I was on tour. I was busy. He's like, Hmm. Okay. We can go right now. It's across the hall. Go yeah. right now. I will wait for you. It's a lot. Cause you have all these appointments and then they're like after the appointment, like, Oh, and can you go do this, this blood work for this two very hours involved thing? Um, it's but just yeah, a lot. A, I never knew there was this right. much that goes into pregnancy. I'm I grateful never knew for it. it all because it's helping us get through this in a healthy way. But uh, who knew? Who knew? I didn't know before Flynn. I had no idea it was like this much blood work and all that stuff. But like anyway. I've for sure gone to the doctor more for my child and unborn children than I have for myself. My in your entire, whole life. My oh, yeah. whole life. The same. Yeah. Yes. I've been to the doctor way more during pregnancy Guaranteed. than... I have been to any kind of doctor combined my entire yeah. lifespan. Like, I don't think I went to the doctor for 10 years. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I still don't have a doctor. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Great <laughs> doctors are listening. <laughs> I need a primary care physician. Right. <laughs> um, people ask all the time, like every time I go to like, and the you know any know, kind of doctor like, they're always, always like, like What's that? I know they're like who's your primary care physician I'm like uh nothing hurts no one right now so yeah, no one I when don't. it hurts it goes away so we're fine I go to urgent care if something hurts <laughs> it's not good um anyway uh so before we get into the meat of this episode which I'm very excited about I want to say thank you to our first sponsor let's do it. Our first sponsor of the day is one of our favorites. It's, of course, Stitch Fix. Oh, Stitch Fix. We love Stitch Fix. My personal stylist. Of course. Shopping for clothes can be daunting. You never know if things will fit, returns are difficult, and you don't even know what store to start with. It's very stressful. We don't. So this season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, do you style, and for budget. That? Or do you, are you just an expert in clothes like I don't know, some people just have the talent just good right, jeans know? oh literally pun, oh, yeah. good pun lovey um i don't know i know that it's a talent that i do not have i'm horrible at style and fashion and um figuring out what you don't like wears, to shop you won't be in wear. a store if you don't find oh, something no. you like within 
60 seconds, you'll walk out out of that store and call me and be like, I'm out of that store. I know. Stitch Fix makes it so I don't even have to go in the store to begin with. It's amazing. Makes sense for you. It's amazing. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you'll love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life. And it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You try on the pieces at home before you buy them, and then you can keep what you love and return what you don't. And they make it super easy. They have free shipping, easy returns and exchanges. And there's like a prepaid return envelope that's included. So if there's anything that doesn't fit right or you don't like it as much as others, you can just throw it in the bag and send it on its very it's little very, way. It's very easy. The it's way very, very that. easy. There's no subscription required. So you can try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces that you keep. And there are no hidden fees Ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and they're available in the U.K. as well. This makes shopping so easy. And let me tell you, there have been a couple times in my life where I was required to get a stylist and it was so expensive and such a hassle. And I had to like drive super far. So even having a real stylist is like expensive and a hassle. And this just makes having a stylist easy and you just feel fancy. Yeah, I never had that till now. It's really nice. So if you guys want to check it out, get started today at stitchfix.com slash relax, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash relax for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash relax. All right. So um, I am so excited for this episode because yes, I'm so excited, love. What a fever dream of a day that started with First thing in the morning, four hours at a doctor, straight to I have to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay, we have to give some context about this. So we're going to be talking about the Lizzie McGuire movie today. Why not? Because we were watching He's All That on Netflix, Uh which is a new movie starring Addison Rae, a TikTok star, which is the the remake of She's All That from our childhood. I know that one. I do too. And we were, but we were watching He's All That. Mm-hmm. And then we we're also watching um, like the next night or something. We watched Jojo Siwa's new movie that just came out. The J Team. The J Team, which is amazing. And we're so proud of Jojo. We but it, we, it got us talking about like movies we watched when we were youngins mm-hmm. and how different things are now. But Eric was kind of saying that they were so much different now. And I was kind of saying, no, it's all the same. They're all the same kind of thing. And and we started talking about like our favorite childhood movies. And I brought up my favorite childhood uh, movie or my preteen movie phase. Right, because these movies cater to a certain demographic. Yes. And so we were comparing it to the ones that we watched when we were of the age of said demographic. Yes. Um, And so my favorite was Lizzie McGuire, the Lizzie McGuire movie. And Eric did not. He was like, I've not seen that. I don't know what that is. Well, you brought it up as if it was like the Holy Grail. Like you were were like, this is the best movie. The Lizzie McGuire movie and Mary-Kate and Ashley movies were my, Mary-Kate and Ashley movies are next. So anyway, Eric proposed an idea. He said, I "I will watch. I said, we're watching Lizzie McGuire movie. He said, absolutely not. And then he said, well, I'll watch it. And then we can talk about it on the podcast. And then you have to watch a movie of my choice. Right. And we'll talk about it on the podcast. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but yeah. Because I don't watch movies, guys. No. I, as you have might remember from like the first few episodes of this podcast, when it comes to movies, I know no famous actors. I've never seen like name, like the, in your opinion, the top five most famous movies. 
right now. With the most five famous movies? Yeah, like everyone's seen this. Like The Godfather, I haven't seen it. Star Wars, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? You've like, never seen Star Wars? No. Nah. Okay. No, Star Wars. What are other famous movies that uh, everyone's seen? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. What are movies that like everyone's seen? Well, you've seen? seen like the Forrest Gumps, the Jurassic yeah, I Parks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what are the most famous movies? I don't know. Yeah, like I, I just feel like I haven't seen... Every movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen other, I think those are the two movies that you've seen. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Other than. Other than like Mary Kate and Ashley movies and the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, I think so, that's been established in the canon of this podcast. Yes. Right. So um, he's going to make me watch a movie. And I think he agreed to do watch Lizzie McGuire because he knew that it would mean it would force me to watch an actual good movie with him. Yes. I mean, yes. I think Lizzie McGuire is an Partly. actual good movie. And but. I also wanted to challenge myself to have to sit through. Right. And uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie um, and just dissect. Right. The hell out of it. So we watched the first maybe 15, 20 minutes of it together and it was glorious. And I was reminded of how much I loved this movie and how yes. incredible it is. And it totally stands the test of time. And then we had to watch the remaining part of the movie separately because we have a two year old and we're never in the same room. And I so watched the rest of it. He watched uh, it. It was the longest hour and 37 minutes <laughs> oh, of my life. I kept pausing the movie to be like, how much is left? I'm watching this movie, taking so taking the notes of a serial killer in this in this yeah, book. Eric took like, notes. I, I don't need to. I've got it memorized. Scratchings. I mean, so he he watched the Lizzie McGuire movie during Flynn's nap, and I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie, rewatched the rest of it during Flynn's bath time. Um, and dinner time tonight so that we had our separate time. So I was a little disappointed to not watch it with you, but now I'm really excited to know what you think about everything. And if you're watching, you'll notice I'm wearing a Lizzie McGuire t-shirt and I even put butterfly clips. I tried to style my hair like how Lizzie McGuire These are things you already owned. Of course. Of course. I don't get that. I watched the movie. I didn't notice that her hair was like that. It wasn't like this in the movie. No. But Lizzie McGuire always had like... You know, she did have braids at one point in the movie, by the way, little tiny braids, but she always had butterfly clips and stuff. And so I was like, what's a fast, easy hairstyle I can do really right now? Braids. And I was like, okay, but I can spice I it up with I didn't know what you were clips. doing. Okay. Now I, under, now I understand. The butterfly clips. The attempt. Anyway. So let's talk about this movie. I don't even know where to begin. It's the best movie of all time. <sighs> I know should where we, to begin. Should we give a premise of the movie? Like a quick, like. No. No. For okay. me, for me and for our audience. I hope everyone's seen it. Who's listening. Of course they have. I mean, I, they, maybe they have. Uh, maybe we should alert them before this yeah. airs. Um, uh, I would I would ask for me as a first time viewer, what is Lizzie McGuire that has led up to? I read that this is the culmination of a series mm-hmm. for Disney, like mm-hmm. the Disney Channel. Yes. Lizzie McGuire was a series. Yes, it was an incredible series. And then it ended with this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what what is what is what was she before? It's like, was she a, is she a. So her conscious is a cartoon. Is mm-hmm. that in the series? And yes. she's a just a kid. Is she a singer? She's a thirteen-year-old girl just trying to make her way through life. She's just a regular girl who has to deal with high school bullies. Is she and- a pop star too? Does she a singer? She's in the movie, but she's not in the series. No, she doesn't sing songs in the series. No, but she does kiss Aaron Carter in the series, which was a big deal on the don't Christmas that episode. Is, don't know what you don't know who Aaron Carter is? No. Well. Yes, you do. Come on. Aaron Carter, this was my sister's biggest childhood crush. 
the Aaron Am Carter. I supposed, that's, and that's how I'm, no, it's just is like, that how this it's is supposed like, to ring a bell? I, know, like, I, think, what? I think it was her first concert too, was Aaron Carter. He was like this little blonde, he was Nick Carter's little brother. Do you know who Nick Carter is? No, what? I think his name is Nick Carter. The, I think the, wait, which one is it? He was in Backstreet Boys, I think, Nick Carter. Okay. Did I just make that up? I'm sorry, podcast I'm, I'm listeners. I'm aware of uh, the Backstreet so Boys. So one of the Backstreet, I think, maybe it was in 98 Degrees. I don't remember. No, that's Nick Lachey. Nick Carter was in Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Uh, anyway, he's the little brother, and he was like this like young kid like pop star. And all these little girls like freaked out over him. And why are you telling me this? Because I'm just confused. Why? I literally, I literally was like, did she sing in the TV show? And I don't know. Why are you telling me this? Because I just can't believe you don't know who Aaron Carter is. How did this even come up? Anyways. So wait, is this before uh, Miley Cyrus? Yes. Her show? Yes. Because that's was what I was getting to. Was this like the um, the base for like we have like a. A, a teen tween girl star and she's a pop star too. Like, I don't, I don't understand why well, she was just like Miley Cyrus. singing in the movie because, um, because did she have I a singing career outside of the TV show? I think there's a lot. Uh, Hil- yes, Hillary she did. Duff? Hillary Duff, of course, had a singing career outside of the TV show. Oh, what songs? What's well, her- first of all, did you recognize the songs in the movie? This is what dreams are made. That of. one, I looked up who wrote it. Mm hmm. But did you, you've heard it before. That's like a very popular song. I had, hey now, I, hey now. It did seem you've like heard familiar me sing to it. me. Yeah, I, I didn't know why I, I knew it, but I looked up um, who wrote it. Uh, That's an iconic song. Oh, we should, uh, you know that song, Break My Stride? Uh, no. Break My Stride. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the guy, yeah, that was like a number one hit. When yeah. it came out, that's the guy who later became a record producer, wrote this, that song <gasps> for the movie. I love and that. And he also produced Tragic Kingdom, No Doubts, hmm. breakthrough album, uh, among albums for like Miley Cyrus and Kelly Clarkson, stuff like that. He became a big record producer. That's great news. But I looked up that little trivia that he Thank wrote you. that song. Um, I guess I was kind of aware of it. In any case, so she's... How long did the series go on for? Seasons? It was only two seasons, I only think. Only two seasons and then they did a movie. Yes. Okay. And um, it was an incredible show. I don't know. It was just like relatable what for happened? young girls. What was she doing? Doing things She's and then like her cartoon te- brain would chime girl. in? Yeah, like the cartoon brain was like, I almost feel like it was like her anxiety. Like her cartoon brain was like, would oh. freak out. So I, I just, as an adult watching it, I am like, oh, this seems like it's like, it reminds me now of like anxiety where I'm like, in real life, I am like trying to smile through things. It's inner monologue. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, but yeah, it is. Which you don't have. Apparently we learned in okay. on this podcast. Well, I mean, it's not a cartoon version of me like doing slapstick. Right. Thing. Is that what it is in the yeah. original series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's her and she has a younger brother who's. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a younger brother and she has two best friends. Gordo, who's in the movie, and the whole time you're like, Gordo and Lizzie should be together in the TV show, but they're never together. They're only friends. And her other best friend is in the TV show. It's the same kind of um, uh, tension. No, there's no tension. There's like not even an implication. Oh, so that came in the movie. Okay, that's like the payoff for people that secretly wanted that. Oh yeah. And um, spoiler alert. Yeah. And then Miranda is her other best friend who is not in the movie and was not in the last few episodes of the of this season. Yeah. Series. I look. I was looking at fun facts about the movie and apparently she turned down the movie to pursue her singing career 
Oh, I didn't know that. I never knew Which why she went, did. Well, I've never heard any of her songs, but now I need to look them up, I think. I guess so. Um, yeah, so that is that is so it's like just these three kids trying to make it through life, you know, high school, junior high is hard. Situational junior high comedy. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of Here We Are Now, the epic Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So you took notes. I have some. Well, I just I just wanted to get this right. Uh, here we go now with the Lizzie McGuire movie, a seventeen million dollar budget. Okay. Um, it starts with a junior high graduation, mm-hmm. and as one does when they graduate junior high, is they take a ten person, a ten student trip for two weeks to Rome, <laughs> Italy. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Where did you go for your junior high? Graduation? I was homeschooled. So this was very believable to me because I was homeschooled. I didn't know what they did in real school. It's like, oh, you go to Rome. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. think we did anything when I graduated junior high. And if we did, it was TGI Fridays for like loaded That's potato fancy. skins. I know it's very That's fancy. That's like very expensive. It's fancy. Like, yeah. Did you know people fancy. don't think that like Applebee's, Chili's, TGI Fridays are like those to me are like fancy. And then if you were really rich, you'd go to Cheesecake Factory. That too. Olive Garden. Olive Garden is for like billionaires. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Jeffrey Bezos at like Olive Garden. But Cheesecake Factory is like, whoa. Yeah. You are. There's a marble. Right. Marble pillars in this place. Like you sit on cushions. They have stairs. Like you have to go upstairs to it. (laughs) This is. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah. TJ Fridays is pretty fancy for junior high. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, sorry. It's a big deal. It's a big so, deal. Um, so did you just, you, the only no- notes you took was that it's a oh, $17 I was going, million dollar I was budget? Going in order. I just wanted to like set the scene. Okay. That, like that, like now they've had the series, right? Now they're making a move, a feature yeah, film of, course. of it. Yes. Released in theaters? Yes. Yes. I saw it in theaters. Wow. Oh yeah. I saw like opening you, day. W- <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's an incredible masterpiece. Not even opening weekend of the movie. You went opening day. You went to like the Thursday night, midnight showing. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I did that, but I, I definitely went like the day it opened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I saw it with my sister. I can't really remember who I saw it with. Okay. But how the movie really starts mm-hmm. is a montage of her younger brother. Uh, Getting blackmail on Matt her. is yes. his name. Matt. And he is, the movie starts with her kind of doing her morning routine. Mm-hmm. And her younger brother, Matt, is desperately trying to get blackmail on her for some reason. Yes. Yeah, it's, oh, really, it's, it's always weird. weird. So he sets up a hidden camera on a remote control car yeah, and drives it into weird. her room. And she thinks like, oh, well, I've got your toy now and closes the door. But we, we, we she does how weird this is. I am talking about how weird it is. <laughs> and then he's like, got you. I have my secret camera. Uh, and he's filming her in her morning routine and thinking he's got this great blackmail on her for, I don't know what reason. Because she was singing like, to, like into show a hairbrush? It to his parent? Who's he going to show it to? Yeah, I don't know. What is he going to get out of this uh, exchange, this blackmail uh, is her singing uh, into a hair brush. Mm-hmm. But during this scene, she changes outfits multiple times. Yeah. Like I know. she's it's... changing clothes. She changes, I think, three times. Did three you different re-watch outfits. it or did you remember this? I just, no, I took notes. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's weird. Why is he filming her like getting ready? It's, it is like, you know, you just have to assume he didn't watch that part. And, you know, because that's weird. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, he says, and I quote, I shall win the Academy Award. And he's filmed his sister changing clothes secretly. <laughs> he's going to win. 
This is the start of a children's movie. This is the very beginning. This okay, is well, pre-credits, not pre-opening credits. Teenagers. I was a teenager. How old are you when you graduate junior high? I think you're like 14. I was 13, but um, uh, yeah, 13, 14. I also like that. immediately noticed the effect it had on you via like wardrobe and style. Oh, yeah. Like it, I, I feel like it. I own butterfly clips. They are currently in my hair. Right. Right. But also like I, there's like a crop top element to it. Crop, they don't wear crop tops. She certainly does. No, she does not. She does. When does she? Lizzie McGuire would never show that much skin. In the final performance. It's not a crop top. It shows like one inch of her belly. It shows like a square around her belly button of skin. She has like this the sequin sticker around her belly button. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I remember those, by the way. I remember those came out. Was that a thing you could buy? Like, yeah, like the Claire's. Yeah, you could buy like these like tattoo diamond oh, stickers boy. you could put around your belly button. Because... But you know what was popular back then was belly button piercings, but like no, no young teenage girl was allowed to get them. So their like fix for that was like, well, you can decorate around your belly button. (laughs) But anyway, I've made my mistakes, but I, but like, um, for all the, all the people out there that got belly button piercings, I think you live the rest of your life with like a hole atop your belly button. I think, I don't know. I wanted one really bad. My mom wouldn't let me get one. Mm -hmm. I wanted one because Britney Spears had one. I wanted one so bad. I thought they were so cool. Yeah, I don't know about them. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted one really bad. But um, yeah, no, she did not wear a crop top in that final scene in her performance. It's like literally maybe a two inch by four inch square of skin around her belly button that you can see because she's wearing hip huggers, like really low waist pants and just kind of like a shirt that goes up a little bit. Sure. Anyway, continue on. I, I continue on. I'm leading this. Yes, you're the one who took notes. I mean, I could talk about Liz McGuire movie all day, but like, uh, yeah, I just think it's insane. Uh, well, actually, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you here, okay? Because uh, we're getting too worked up. We haven't even gotten one minute into the movie, and we already need to say thank you. Oh, to I our don't next think we're gonna sponsor. go minute by minute. I think I'm just gonna like <laughs> express my. Um, We've got to get into the plot, the 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 really good juicy stuff of this I movie. Could, I think we could do that in two like seconds. No, not with me. It was, we're going to be, this is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Um, but I do want to say thank you to our next sponsor before That's we move weird. on. So let's episode. do that. Okay. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Lovey. What is it? I talk to these people more than I talk to you and you're my husband. Oh, it's DoorDash. I know who it's going to be. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. uh, do you find yourself ordering with DoorDash more than twice? <laughs> you do talk to them I, I more than you really talk to do. Me. Like I'm always talking to DoorDash. You, I text DoorDash more than anyone probably ever in my life. Do you find yourself ordering with DoorDash more than twice per month? In that case, let's talk about getting you signed up for DoorPass, the easiest way to save money on what you're already eating. Now, I literally use DoorDash at at least twice a month. I know at least once a day, at least. And then I use it another two times. Right. And and when I say at least once a day, I really mean like at least because that is that's a rare day. If I order it only once, like we use it a lot, we use it. This a is lot. The truth. Door Pass is a membership that offers unlimited $0 delivery fees from thousands of restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores. With your membership, you can save an average of $4 to $5 on each order you place for delivery or pickup. That means, on average, Door Pass pays for itself when you order twice a month. And if you order every day, it saves you a lot of money. <laughs> 
<laughs> and when they reached out to us to be a sponsor, we were like, well, we already are using uh, your services yeah. every single day. So, yes, this is we're a still, very good st- partnership. You can advertise <laughs> on our podcast. We'll still be in debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we love DoorDash and we also love DoorPass. So with over 18,000 restaurants eligible for DoorPass, you may even find a new favorite restaurant. Flowers, pet supplies, groceries. DoorDash has so much more than just restaurants. Whatever you're using DoorDash for, additional savings await you with unlimited $0 delivery fees with DoorPass. Try a free month of DoorPass now and watch your savings add up. Stop or start your membership anytime after your free trial ends. We love it and use it every day because uh, we don't go outside of our house. And so (laughs) we get our food delivered to us and um, it's really wonderful. So if you guys want to check it out uh, and if you're ready to save money on your DoorDash orders, DoorDash is offering a free month for DoorPass right now. Stop spending money on delivery fees. Try DoorPass from DoorDash today for free. When you've got zero delivery fees, you're free to get more because you can. Start your free month today. All right, let's get back into Lizzie McGuire. Uh, You... So, forced me to watch it, so let's let's, let's please do. Okay, so yes, really it starts off it. with the brother, but anyway, what filming her? It's kind of weird. They go on this vacation to Rome. So the parents are at the airport, mm-hmm. ushering off their fourteen-year-old daughter mm-hmm. um, to go to Rome for two weeks, right? With her principal, mm-hmm. played by Alex Bornstein. Borstein, Borstein. We One, don't, wonderful sure. actress. She voices Lois on Family Guy, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of. And she was on Mad TV. I think must have been on Mad TV like when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I will have to say that she is pitch perfect during this movie. She's great. She's fantastic. Everyone's great. There's not there's not a single bad choice well, by anyone in this movie, in my uh, opinion. I don't know about that. Well, actually, there's one person. There's one person who I actually really appreciated their performance, but I'm very confused by their performance now watching it as an adult. I wonder if you if you noticed it, but um, and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit because you're like really telling the plot of the story bullet point by bullet point. I'm just I'm just getting them to Rome. Okay, so can I tell you before I I forget much else to say (laughs) before I forget? I wonder if you noticed the only acting performance that I was really um, taken aback by watching it as an adult. Cause I haven't watched it in a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, was the, there was a man wearing <laughs> like a Roman soldier, like outfit, but only the top half of his bottom half was in jeans. And he was always, I can't believe you didn't notice this. I'm so sad. I, I wasn't watching what you're talking about. The There's bus driver. This, maybe it's the bus driver. I don't know, but he was always there at the bus. Yeah. The, and but he's outside the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in like a Roman soldier costume yeah. and jeans, and he would always stand right outside the bus. Yeah, the principal character looks at him like double takes at him. This is strange that our bus driver for our school trip is wearing half a. She Roman. says this. She she just gives a glance at the very beginning when they first get to Rome. Well, he's in every scene in the background. I I honestly only noticed him that one <laughs> okay. singular like moment. I didn't even see him. I didn't even see his face. I didn't know. I didn't see the jeans. Part okay. Of well, this. tonight. We're just, I just have to, we have to go, go back to the Lizzie McGuire movie. I certainly will no go, not go back for a <laughs> third are, time. You are going back tonight. To try and watch Just this to movie. watch those scenes because it's really remarkable. His perform. he's just like, he's living his best life acting as a background actor in those, yeah. in those scenes, wearing like a Roman soldier outfit, but only the top half and jeans. It's so confusing 
<laughs> okay. So wonderful. <laughs> anyway, that's the only um, acting that stood out to me. The rest of it, perfection. I, can t- I, I, I will not talk about other actors' performances. Okay. Like, I refuse to um, because I think that it's a very strange job. I'm not going to say hard because like it's relevant to other jobs that people have in the world and in life. It's not hard, Mm -hmm. but it's strange. And I think that it's very circumstantial. Like sometimes scenes can be very early, you know what I mean? Or you're having a bad day or it's the direction, you know what I mean? It's, it's very, um, Subjective, objective. It's like all of these things. Like, yeah, we understand all that, but let's get back to the movie. But if I were going to critique anyone's performance, oh, who's it going to be? But I can't, but I won't because of all these things, because of this empathy that I have. Get to it. Let's get the tea. Who would you critique? Well, if I were to see this movie, Mm -hmm. I would not have think that the person, the titular character, (laughs) you would not have think that the titular character had acted before, but this is, she has done two seasons of this, of this character. Are you talking about Hilary Duff here? No. Yes. She's incredible. Okay. And she's her own style There's a of lot acting. Of, it's a, it is its own style. And that's it's what I like, appreciate. It's like this. I, 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 yeah, oh I no. I can't believe I'm in Rome. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it is that. Gordo, what am I going to do? You see, a lot of times, like when you act like you see the wheels turn like behind the eyes, like you see it in her whole she takes that moment and the wheels great. turn over her whole face. She plays two characters in this movie. Love. She certainly does. <laughs> uh, but to get back to the principle, she's the, my one critique of her, like of this that I don't understand. is She's wearing a like headset, like tour guide in a museum mm-hmm. microphone the whole time. Mm-hmm. Who is she talking to in that? Like it the does, students. No, but they don't have, they're not listening on headphones. They don't have and anything. And no, it's got a speaker. Like she's It's like, just to amplify her voice. Yeah. She's talking to four children yeah. right in front of her. And yeah. only two of them are featured actors. I like that you, every time you've mentioned the students, the number has gone down. It started at 10 well, because, and then you said six and now well, you say four. There's like the kind of, uh, I would say like the dumb jock archetype. Ethan Crafts. Relax. <laughs> uh, and then there's like the mean girl, popular yeah, girl archetype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there is Gordo. Yes. My beloved. Great. You love Gordo? Great performance. Oh, yeah. are you being serious? Are yeah. you being facetious? Gordo is, uh, yeah. He's great, right? He's great. Uh, and then our 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 lead. Our hero. Our, well, our, don't our, forget. Our ingenue. Well, you can't forget the other main character in this movie. Oh, no, I cannot. Paolo. Paolo. Uh, yeah. Okay, so they get to Rome, and it's amazing, but then... Uh, Hil- or Hillary Duff. We can skip <laughs> to the end now. That's as detailed no, 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 as I want to be. No, we're not skipping to the be. end. No, no. Wait, is that the, all you have to say about this movie? Lizzie McGuire no. meets Paolo. I have like two other main sections that like were upsetting to me. Upsetting? Yeah. What What was not upsetting? What was well, wonderful? <laughs> I didn't, I wouldn't say, like I said, I kept pausing it to see well, how much is left. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get like lost in it. I did, and here's here's what I was gonna say. When I you finished did, it today, you saw it opening night. You said, yeah. Well, and I. But I'm telling you, like as an adult, I feel like it holds up. Like I, I watched no. it, and I went like, this is a good plot. Like it's like I was, I was riveted, and I know what happens, and I was like, this is a great story. It's a great plot. It's good writing. Like I thought the writing was good and you get plenty of montages. There's so many montages. That's what in this I was. Movie. That's okay. That was one of my hangups <laughs> was the like specifically there is a, a fashion montage oh, yeah. and a dance montage. 
Wait, wait. Oh yeah, the dance. Both okay. certainly have their place. There's in more this, montages in this than that, kind. By the way. Of course, there is. But I'm saying in this kind of movie, in this type of genre, uh, like genre film. Uh huh. Of course, you need a fashion montage. Of course, which, of which there is several. But the one I'm talking and and a dance montage. But the the fashion one I'm talking about is when she meets who I think is their stylist or mm-hmm. manager. Stylist, an Italian woman. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's now blonde mm-hmm. and has an American well, accent. Well, you didn't explain this. She's blonde. So Lizzie McGuire is blonde. Do I need to? Does yes. it need to be explained? So basically, Paolo. Who are you explaining this to? Paolo is this famous pop star in Italy. And sure. he has a. a oh, yeah. Sing- Set this up for people who don't know. Of course. And his pop star, like, um, partner, his girlfriend, they do everything together, is Isabella. Uh-huh. And Isabella and Paolo are famous in Italy. And Isabella just happens to look because he identical goes, to Lizzie McGuire. Right. So when he sees her, hair. he says, wow, you look identical to my singing partner. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah. This, like, is this there, movie. Are there pop duos that are singing partners that are male? And yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but but in this movie there are, and I believe it. And um, she's and they're on billboards together, but like it looks just like Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, but she's got. She's a brunette. And Paolo mentions like, oh, Isabella is like out. Like she doesn't want to do this anymore. So you can do it with me. You can be the, my new partner and everyone will think you're Isabella, even though you're just this sweet little American girl named Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. And that's the plot point that kind of wigs me out a little bit. Like that she's just like 14, 15, I think 14-ish. And she's just going around Rome with this like dude, just like alone. Like just like roaming around. Who? How old is this guy? Why is he like picking up this fourteen-year-old girl? Well, taking her like, over Rome? Gord- it's really Gordo weird. Gordo is obviously very in love with her, and it's just cu- like the <laughs> ultimate like her. cuckold, like covering for like the whole time. So here's this weird Italian guy. Just go explore Rome together. Yeah, please. they said really they, weird. They set it up that she's like, well, I want an adventure, and the first thing he says to her is like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought some people want to come here for an adventure, mm-hmm. a la like Vespa. Around mm-hmm. Rome with me, this pop star. Paolo. Yes. <laughs> um, meet me at the fountain at 9 a.m. Like, yeah. it's just, it's all. Um, amazing. It's all amazing. It's amazing, but also like, this is a horrible, that is like a horrible, like, uh, maybe but it's kind of fa- weird. But so fashion montage, mm-hmm. it's like with this manager and she's I'd, like, okay. we need to see you in the outfits. But she never questions why she's now speaking with a complete American accent. Mm-hmm. And she has blonde. She goes, you have blonde hair now. And, and Liz McGuire goes, yeah, sorry, I changed it to blonde. But she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She explains why. She said when on our trip, there was a lot of sun. The sun changed it blonde. I know, but she says it. She didn't do an Italian accent. No. At all. Like nothing. Like nothing. Nothing. She's, she's In any just, case, then they then they their first outfit is essentially like a gray sheet with like a rope tied around it, and then she has a newspaper on her head with like ping pong balls hanging off, and they're yeah. and they're like clapping for her. Yeah, like they literally just had her like do a fashion montage in trash. Mm-hmm. One of them was like an inflatable igo- igloo. Igloo. Do okay. You, oh, really? I think it's an igloo. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will just defer. Um, and then there's a dance montage where I think they're just doing a two step back and forth, but they like did these like they do like eight times in different eight times angles. with all these like swooping camera cranes. Yeah. And they're just literally just going back and forth, like mm-hmm. clapping. 
Yeah. Like doing a two step and clapping. Yes. And they made a six minute dance montage out of that. Correct. So wait. Um, so what is so yes, the montage is it wouldn't be like a two thousands like preteen girl movie without this movie came out in two thousand and three. Right. Where so, where were you in two thousand and three? This is embarrassing. Were you prime? Were you her age? Were you like you must have been I, I was not. What were you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because so like I, I was this, in I was a, I was in college. I was not in college, I was in high school. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> 2003, I was um, 16. Oh no! <laughs> and uh-huh. you know what? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was 13, going 13 to 14, and I'm trying to remember. In 2000, uh, yeah, I was 14. Yeah, I was 16. Don't ever ask us I was to 16. do math on this. Yeah, no. I was definitely 16, which is too old. I understand. But I loved it. I loved Lizzie McGuire when I was younger, and it took him a while to make this movie. I was homeschooled. Okay. I okay. love this movie. And you know mm-hmm. what? I'm an adult woman. I'm in my 30s. I'm a mother. I'm pregnant with twins. And I I've got a I've I have no shame. I love this movie. It's okay, a that's great fine. film. Yeah, it's not. It's a masterpiece. Well, you know, uh, so what's your next what's think, your next thing? Well, I I certainly wanted to get to get into like some accent work talk here. Okay, boring. Um uh, but this might take a while, but do, do you want me to just to get into it? You're just going to talk about Italian accents? Uh I will I will I will talk about there are several this movie takes place in Rome. Mm-hmm. The whole time they're in Rome. There are several Italian characters. Mm-hmm. None of them are Italian. How do you know? Because I looked it up. Because <laughs> I did the research. And the accents to me are, are wild. I think they're amazing. I and, think I think, and, I, and I think and I know accent work as an actor, especially a, ch- a child, a younger, like it's, it is hard. But it seems to me that they thought in this movie, if your hair is dark, and you talk like this, right? Like you're like, who cares? Like you're Italian in our Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I, I'm not an expert on Italian accents. I didn't question it. Yeah, I didn't question. I Can just I like, play some audio for you? Would sure. you mind? Please play some audio. Okay. So I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play an audio clip now. So we're gonna rewatch the movie. No. Well, I know. Then it's me doing it. But I just want you to hear <laughs> mm-hmm. this. Uh, masterpiece, masterpiece, sure, and it kind of reminds what me. What is the of, scene we're gonna watch of the room? Like one of oh, our that's favorite a, another movies. brilliant movie, another brilliant movie. Um, but just this is this is um Paolo, mm-hmm. uh, first talking to Lizzie McGuire and and just uh, explaining his relationship with Isabella, mm-hmm. and they're, I don't know, I honestly don't know. Like they're in <laughs> Rome talking. <laughs> okay, here here it is. Just listen, just listen to this. Uh, I'm listening. I'm ready. And if you can place what region of Italy he's uh, he's oh, doing. Oh, come on. Do you still love her? Who? Isabella. Of course I still love her. But like a sister. I mean, yes, we've been voted the best pop duo of the year again. But I want to do more serious music. And when I told this to Isabella, she said flat out no. So I was forced to tell her this is it. This is our last CD together. What did she do? Did she totally freak out? She totally freaked out. And yes, I feel awful about that. But what about me? I need to grow as an artist, you know? Okay. Yeah. 
So okay. So okay. Uh, All that proved is that actor, I, I want to watch the well, movie again. If you had to guess, where where do you think this actor is from? It doesn't matter. He's from not, he's from Italy in this movie, love. Yeah, no, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, they didn't. None of the Italian characters in this movie are Italian. So, in order to play an Italian, you have to be an Italian. Of course, no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, by <laughs> if they were doing it today, for sure, yeah. Um, but like, uh, I just no, I just think that it doesn't. Does it sound? <laughs> it sounds good to you. Sounds- I think you should do one of his lines with a good Italian accent. Well, then, but I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I I, do, I think he actually I think he does a great performance in this movie. I think he's a great really? actor. And this guy's still working today. Is like he? he's good. Yeah. I don't he's, know anything about him. He's great. But I, and he's so young in this movie. It's like what a hard thing to do. But I just I just find it interesting that they didn't cast an Italian actor for that part. I mean, because they did film in Rome a lot of this, and also a lot of this they filmed in in Canada in really? Vancouver. <gasps> oh my gosh! This well, this actor is from Toronto. That's he was born in Miami, Florida. Okay. That's amazing. And grew up in Toronto. Listen, you showing me. And is playing Paolo. You showing me a scene only makes me love the movie more. It didn't prove anything to me. I thought his Italian accent sounded wonderful. I I think it was great. And then their manager stylist, the actor, also Mm -hmm. Canadian. Great. Give the Canadians some work. That's wonderful. Can we hear her accent? Sure. Well, first, let's say uh, thank you to our next sponsor. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, man, lovey. Do I love solid gold pets? You do. (laughs) I sure do. You love your pets. I do love my pets so much. I was just talking about this with Corey the other day, how much I love Gus and how he's- You spoil them. I spoil them so rotten. It's like solid gold. Hey, lovey, did you know that Solid Gold was the first holistic pet food company in America? Started in 1974 by Sissy McGill. Sissy was a trailblazer and a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. And this is another reason why I love this company. And I'm so happy we were sponsored by them because- It makes sense you would. That's my type of woman. For sure. She's amazing. Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. For over 45 years, Solid Gold has revolutionized the holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including healthy whole grain and grain-free options, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs, which Moose gobbled up. And I'm still sounds good to me. Am I hungry? This sounds good to me. (laughs) You want some bone broth? I think so. We got bone broth, love. Okay. Solid gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods, balance with living probiotics, and fuel with omega-3 and six fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet inside and out. This is a shocking thing. Our cats are cleansed, it seems. They they eat way better than me. Like they have cleaner guts and insides than than me. I think when Gus was a kitten, you would only give him Fiji bottled water. That's actually that, very true. Am I true. making that no, up? No, that's that's yeah, that's kind of a I true. Remember you statement. telling me that? Yeah, that's weird. I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but his food is top notch now. Just his water is it's filtered tap. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right now to save thirty percent on select solid gold products, go to solidgoldpet.com slash relax. That's solidgoldpet.com slash relax to save thirty percent on select solid gold products. Remember, solidgoldpet.com slash relax. All right. 
let's talk more about Italian accents. You look, you look like a spring girl. There is something, something very different about you. That's great. <laughs> you think it's great? Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the island would have been a really good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I, I, okay, I'll admit. Hers is, she's all, you look like a school girl. She does it the thing. She does it like the, it's, like, it's I think it's offensive. I think, yeah. I'm not Italian, but I, I think I would be offended by this. And I certainly wouldn't be able to place it regionally. Uh, but what do you do? I think like you're an, you're an actor, you're an actress um, from Montreal and they're shooting these scenes from this big Disney movie in Canada and you get the job. Like you just go and try and crush it. But I'm just saying to, I, I don't think they would do that now. I don't know. I don't think so. It's, it's a te- it's a preteen movie. I think they're doing a great job. Love. It. And there's it's supposed to more be campy. Important things we can be talking about than the Italian accents here. The plot, the main characters, well, this, the incredible storyline. I could skip all of that. There's there's one more like accent okay. that we right. have to talk about. All right, let's see it. Well, let, just to preface it is that when Isabella is introduced, it is Hilary Duff mm-hmm. playing Isabella. She's mm-hmm. playing two parts in this movie: mm-hmm. one with a brunette wig, one not; mm-hmm. one with an Italian accent, and one not. Mm-hmm. I think she does a great job. Let's hear it. Okay. Freaky, huh? Way freaky. Way, way freaky. <laughs> that whole story about Paolo doing his own music and going solo, that's Isabella. She's the one that sings live. See, si, Paolo is the one that lip syncs, not me. Isabella is the one that wants to I think to it's good. I, I thought it was fine. It's not good. Not, but an, it's- not an easy job to do, for sure. I just... That's your, that was but your biggest. Pick. As far if that as, was the as, worst thing for you watching this movie, I feel like it's a great movie. As far as my suspension of disbelief, uh, it broke. It broke the fourth wall from. But like, uh, yeah, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe I that, love if, if, the story and the idea. It's great writing, love. I um, it's fine writing. It's, it's great writing. It's fine. It's great. Now. Let's get they, back into it's. Let's, you're so stuck on the I accents. No one is like, using this for their like book report of the movie. Like we're not giving what? a good like play by play as far as like the plot goes. It's more scattered as is my notebook. But yeah, but what what are parts of the the? I mean, talk to me about how you I think talk to me. This is your favorite movie. Like I, I don't, never I, said it I, was I my down, favorite like, movie. It's, I wrote this is insane. <laughs> this is insane. No. Okay. Oh, the bodyguard, the the Sergey, the bodyguard oh, that great. recurs. Yeah, yeah. He's not Italian. That man is Irish. He's from Dublin. And great. He, he, I could play his accent right now, but no. I just I won't even. We don't bother need to just hear everyone's accent. That seems to be your only hiccup with this movie. Uh, yeah, that and like pervert brother blackmail is like pretty much. Those are your only all hiccups I've with the movie. Down. <laughs> and it's a great. So that to me just says it's a great kid movie because That's any other, what that says to you because yeah. any other kid movie you would have a thousand more things to say. The fact that that's all you have, those are the only it's all I wrote critiques down. It's all I wrote you down. have, is it's very impressive to me. What is? That those are your only critiques about this movie. Oh, I can, I know I have more critiques. Okay. But like, I feel like you want to go through the plot more. No, I think. It's, talk us through it. Talk us through it. Like, I, I, we kind of did, but then. Give she, us so, the elevator pitch. No, I'm not going to get that. So I already told you the beginning. And then basically she has to perform with Paolo. Lizzie McGuire does be. And um, 
they're going to lip sync a song together. Mm-hmm. And then at the award show, she finds out from Isabella. Isabella shows up. Because Gordo, Gordo filled her in. Gordo filled her in. Um, and uh, Isabella shows up and is like, oh, no, he's trying to sabotage me. Uh, he's going to try to make you look bad. And so then it's by making you actually sing. Yeah. Thinking that she can't actually sing. Yeah. When it actually Isabella can sing. And then they like trick but he. He cannot sing. Right. Right. And so then they make Paolo sing live and Lisa McGuire sings live and Isabella. They all sing live and Paolo's awful and is embarrassed and runs away. And then Lizzie and and uh, Isabella sing this incredible song. No, they, this is my if you want to talk about other problems I had with the film. Is that. Was then, so they embarrass him. Mm-hmm. He leaves the stage and Isabella mm-hmm. is like, now you go, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, that was kind of weird. She just, wa- she's like, no, 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 you. And walks off the stage and is like, this is this supposedly Italian pop star who's who was trying to be sabotaged by her ex. And now it like, gets back at him. And instead of like taking the spotlight is like, hey, 14 year old American tourist. That was the weirdest yawn I've ever seen. <laughs> sorry, How hard you so fought tired. to hold that sorry, yawn. In. I'm very tired. I, I, and she, Isabella leaves the stage and is like 14 year old junior high graduate, not pop star. You take center stage. You finish the choreographed song mm-hmm. with my backup dancers alone in this stadium. Is yeah. it, are they it's performing like the in the Coliseum? Coliseum? First of all, well, it's very green screened. Oh, um, that's like one of the most iconic moments of all time is when. OK, so there's this one part that's like very well known on the Internet because it's very obviously a green screen. Um, it's from Lizzie's uh, back. All those back shots to like big audience or like fireworks in the distance. Well, there's Yeah, but there's, there's this one particular screen, yeah. scene. That um, one particular shot, Lizzie's on stage performing, then all of a sudden it cuts to from behind her and her arms are spread out really wide. And it's the worst green screen you've ever seen in your life, but also 100% certainly not Hillary Duff. Oh. <laughs> it's like very obviously like some other person, like they were editing it and they were like, oh, we need one we more need shot this, here. This, this one shot. So just get a girl and we'll put her in a blonde wig. Um, it's pretty incredible. So I just didn't understand why. Yeah. Why the Italian pop star would be like teenager. No, you take it. Yeah. That makes no sense. I agree. And then Lizzie McGuire finishes a song with like nine backup dancers and full as her parents are crying and they've now are now there watching her and Gordo and her classmates and the principal are all watching her. Now she's now performing alone on stage at the international international music awards. And then she's like, Oh, and give it up for the Italian pop star here in Italy. Come back on. It's very strange. It is. And I'll give you that. Concept- it is very strange. Conceptually. It's strange. It's very strange. It doesn't track. I agree with this. And I thought this tonight when I was watching it, that was one thing I was like, oh, I just realized we've and now talked for an, I've had to watch this movie today. And now we've talked about it for an hour. And I have what, so much more to say. What are we doing? Um, well, here's the other, well, this is like something we would talk about. What is this about. episode? We're just, we're talking. <laughs> this was your idea. And now I'm really curious to know what movie you make me watch that we have to talk about. But anyway, um, yes, I, and I will say rewatching it, her choreography is horrendous. It's basically just her like st- stepping from one side to the other. Like yeah, it's like it's horrendously a with bad. A clap. I wouldn't even call it a two step. Well, I don't know what. And what's the one where like a one foot goes back behind the other, then you go to the other side? It's very. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like but clap it was, low, sounds, clap high, step back and forth. It was real bad and incredible. 
And I sing that There's song a- almost every day of my life. How you? I know you've heard me sing. This is what dreams are made of. Hey now, hey now. This is what dreams. No, nope, can't do it. Copyright reasons. But the o o o part of that song. Oh oh oh. Yeah. What about it? Yeah. Did you know, in trivia wise, did you know that it's her older sister that sang? Oh, Haley Duff. She had a music career. Uh huh. So she's dubbing for her sister's voice in that hmm. part of that. It's like she's, I did not she, know. it's actually her voice that Haley Duff, Haley Duff's voice that Hillary Duff. Hmm. You can do <laughs> it. Just, you can just yawn if you got to yawn. I don't know. You hold it. You look so much weirder when you hold it in. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I don't want to be rude and like yawn. It's like in your you could just yawn or you can just go. Well, because you have to understand, I'm not yawning out of like, because if you yawn at someone's face, it's, it's very rude because it's like, oh, you're so boring. It's not just but my it's, face, it's their I face. I know, but I They're can't help it. I'm pregnant. I'm extremely pregnant, which reminds me, we should probably do a bump check before I get into my very passionate oh. speech I'm about to get into. Bump check. So I'm wearing a really tight shirt today, and I'm like, it's so it really is going to show what I feel. It's it, it's very uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it anymore. Okay, love. you got to try. Here we go. It's very. It's very. Whoa! It's very. It's, it's very big. It's pointy in some parts. <laughs> it's. It's now. It's now. It's pointy in some parts. It's t-shirts now are crop tops. Like there's no bottom anymore. It hangs out the bottom. Whoa! We've gone full. Full nude. Tum, what? fully nude tum. Um, and uh, yeah, you're sh- you're it's showing big. drift. It's a big bump, drift guys. in the mid. Twenty five weeks now. All right, now that bump check is over, it is time to say thank you to our next sponsor of the day, which is Beta Brand. Mm. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, we love Beta Brand. Well, I love Beta Brand. Yeah. Um, because you guys, you know, getting back into the work routine. Uh, is not so fun because we've all been wearing sweatpants for a year. So like to have to put on like fancy clothes, get out of here. No one wants to do that. So Beta Brand has the pants you never realized you needed. Ultra comfortable dress pant yoga pants. So your routine can now include clothes with professional style and comfort. What could be better than that? Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. They're so amazingly soft and stretchy and absolutely effortless. Just throw a pair on, add a cute top, and you'll be set with style and comfort for your workday. There are tons of different styles to choose from, like straight leg, skinny, cropped, bootleg, and more. And colors from classic black to very fun prints. They even have denim styles. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are perfect for whatever you need to get done that day, whether you're just sitting at a desk for eight hours, working with the kids and bending and kneeling all day, or maybe you're a photographer and you need to squat to get that perfect shot. (laughs) Whatever the case, you're going to look good and feel great doing it. These pants are made of wrinkle-resistant, stretch-knit fabric, so they look good all day and even travel well. Plus, they're machine washable and don't need to be ironed. And the best part is, my favorite part is, they have pockets. We're talking comfort and function. No more fake pockets that are sewn shut. These pants are designed for real women who need need real pockets. New colors, patterns, and styles are coming out all the time, so be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they sell out fast. While you're there, make sure to check out Beta Brand's ultra-flattering tops, skirts, dresses, and more. The dress pant yoga pants are just the tip of the iceberg. Right now, our listeners can get 30% off their Beta Brand Whoa. orders when you go to betabrand.com slash relax. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N 
com slash relax for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash relax for 30% off. All right. Well, I have something that I want to talk about for from the end of the movie that you have not brought up. And I can't believe you didn't catch the the parallels. That's fine. Yeah, I think I have no more notes. Um, well, you're I can't believe you didn't catch this. What? So Gordo and Lizzie finally kiss at the end of the movie, right? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You, I, do I you think know? I did catch it. He what? says, thank you. Uh-huh. Is that from and then in Haters when. And she says. When Miranda finally kisses Patrick. Yeah. He well, he said, "What does she say?" She says, "You're welcome." It's the exact scene in Haters Back Off, and so when I was watching it, I was watching it going like, "Oh my god, this is like the exact." You plagiarized? I no, I didn't. I did not plagiarize anything. I don't think. Some- it, I don't think it's the same dialogue. It is. Thank you. You're welcome. You. We kiss in the float, and you go, "Thank you," and I go, "You're welcome." And in Lizzie McGuire, he says. She kisses him and it's super awkward and out of nowhere. I think there's a long, I think he says more than that though. No, he says, Gordo? Yeah, he says, well, No, he doesn't. He says, like, Well, thanks for that. And she says, Yeah, no. we should go downstairs. No, no, no. I'm going to bring she it says, up. She says, No, I promise you, because it blew my mind. She's, he says, Thank you. It's a really awkward kiss. It comes out of absolutely nowhere. It's totally not romantic. It's like the end oh, of the movie. It's not just, at all. She's like, horrible. She's like, Oh, and Gordo? And just grabs his face and kisses yeah. him. And he's like, Oh. She says, uh, Gordo. And he goes, What? And then she grabs his face, kisses him. It's kind of awkward. It's really awkward. And then she looks away from him and then he goes, thank you. And she goes, you're welcome. All right, let's go downstairs to the party. Right. But I'm saying there's, they didn't just say that it wasn't the same moment as it was no, in haters. I'm, like, I they think had the moment this, in haters was much better. They had all this. <laughs> but I just, what I'm trying to say is that I got to live my Lizzie McGuire fantasy because I always loved like I was I'm Gordo. You're Gordo and I'm oh. Lizzie. And our technically Is that the big reveal. You know, a, a lot of people have asked like about our first kiss and I'm like, well, technically our first kiss was when we were shooting haters because that scene was the first time we've ever kissed. Right. I guess so technically, like, yeah. technically that's our first kiss. And so. I was like, our first kiss is kind of like Lizzie McGuire's first kiss. Don't you think? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. So I got to like my my dream of being Lizzie McGuire. We're going like, to watch that moment now. We're going to watch that moment now. That My dream of becoming Lizzie McGuire actually came true. I literally. Was that your dream this whole time? Sorry. Yeah, my dream is to be like Mary-Kate and Ashley or like Lizzie McGuire. When I was 13, 14 and apparently 16. So when you were much older than Lizzie McGuire, your dream was to be Lizzie McGuire? Yes. I, well, kind of. I don't know. But it came true. She kisses him. Super awkward out of nowhere. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, um. And that's it. It's like. I say. So I say, I say, thank you. Yeah, he you says, do. Yeah. Patrick thanks. says, thank you. And he says, thanks. I don't think it's derivative of the Lizzie McGuire movie. That I've ever seen another scene where two people kiss and one says, thank you. And the other says, you're welcome. Like, I remember when we put that into the script, I was like, oh, oh I was this trying is hilarious. To, I was trying to cover for you that you didn't openly rip off the I Lizzie McGuire movie. I didn't. For that I remember scene, when, Cause you wrote it. Right. I didn't write that scene. Well, oh, okay. I mean, we all wrote the scene. We all like the writer's room wrote it. But I remember the first time I read it in the script. I think my brother wrote that scene 
And I remember we would go back and forth and like act out the Patrick Miranda scenes in our office. And that was in the first Who draft. Would? You and your brother? Me and my brother. Well, not like act it out. We would read out the lines to see what sounded like Miranda, you know? Uh, yeah. And um, he put in, thank you, you're welcome. And I I laughed. I thought it was so funny because what a weird thing to say after you kiss someone. Right. And I haven't watched this since I was a little girl. Well, 16. <laughs> and when I watched it tonight, I was like, oh, my God, this is the dialogue and haters back up. Yeah. But it's supposed to be sweet and romantic here. And in Haters Back Off, I mean, it's sweet, I guess, but it's it's sweet and cute, whatever. But it's mostly just like a very weird situation to be like in the butt of right, yeah. an uncle float, you know, kissing. Yeah. Um. This is the ending of this movie. This is like the. Well, and as as a fan of Lizzie McGuire, I have to say. The very romantic anti- climax of this Very movie. anticlimactic. We've been waiting so long for Lizzie and Gordon to finally so be together. So in the TV show, they were never like. No. You never like. It wasn't like a Jim and Pam situation. No. It was never like you rooted for them romantically even. Well, we all rooted for them, but it just. It wasn't like they were flirting. Like They, they never, never flirted. There was, was no ne- chemistry. It, like it was always flirt- supposed okay. to be like they were just friends. There was never anything more. That I can remember. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember it ever being anything more until this movie. And I remember in this movie thinking like they're finally going to have Gordo and Lizzie I, together. Yeah, but. I assumed because there's like a plane ride to Rome and, and she, she falls, falls asleep, asleep yeah. on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, that's nice. And puts his his head on mm-hmm. hers. And I was like, well, that's familiar. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, oh, this must have been a thing that they've set up over the. Okay, well, it was only uh, two seasons of a show. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hide you know, that. You're not, hide, you're not hiding them anymore. <laughs> it's, it's late. Um, yeah, so it was only two seasons of a show. and But still, the fans just wanted Lizzie and Gordo to be together. Lizzie was always in, in love with Ethan Kraft, the guy, the other- The like, cheese? The cheese guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was always With like, the other guy that's in the movie? Yeah. That's not hinted at at all in the movie. No, it's they don't, not. They, they don't even speak. No, she was always like in love with him on the TV show. So that guy, that actor, was in the TV show? Oh, yeah. And he, but here in the movie, he just seems kind of like like a bit of comic relief, yeah. if you could call it that. Right. Yeah. But, they they don't, but her playing. and him, don't, they don't even no, interact. No, they don't even interact at all. And then the popular girl is like her arch nemesis. Is she in, is she in the like, TV show? Oh, yeah. Just... She's like the mean popular girl. And in this movie, she kind of like helps her out. She's kind of like nice to her. She reminds me of like the mean popular girl from like the Adams Family movies. I haven't seen those. Anyway, I was just shocked at how similar it was to the Patrick Miranda kiss. And I never realized it, obviously, because I haven't seen this yes, movie. Yes, being in an 16. Uncle Jim float. Just saying to kiss and say the same thank thing you, as you're Rome welcome. watching fireworks. Yes. I thought that was a big deal. I was very excited about this because it's kind of like. And Lizzie McGuire I mean, I know is just like Miranda. I know it wasn't like our first kiss. Patrick first is kind kiss of Gordo. Way, way later, way after that. But technically, that was the first time our lips touched. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, what I'm saying, I'm talking about the characters, right? I'm talking about kissing. Okay. And I was just saying that like our first kiss was kind of like Lizzie McGuire's first kiss with Gordo. And that's a very big deal for someone who wanted to be like Lizzie (gasps) McGuire when I grew up. Lizzie and Gordo. Mm hmm. What? Oh, names for the babies. (laughs) We figured out the names for the babies, guys. It's Lizzie and Gordo. Absolutely. I like not. that. Brother and sister, like we're naming them like people who are in love with each How other. About Paolo and Isabella. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. That's good. Ugh, we have to figure out names for these kids, love. They'll name themselves. 
everyone keeps asking me like if we have names and I'm like, oh, no, our doctor names. even asked us. That. Everyone's the asked. Last my our doctor was like, you guys me. have names at this point, right? No, we don't have any names guys. He said, nope. Oh, it's rough. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was today's episode. We just, uh, I, this was great for me. I just got to talk about Lizzie McGuire. So we'll see whatever Eric. Great for me for too. Week. Honestly, like, uh, it, it opened up a, a genre of film that I wasn't uh, aware of. Mm-hmm. As a lover of movies, like, you know, I'm open. I'm an open. We should watch Mary Kay and Ashley watch it. Let's not do Passport that. Passport to Paris is incredible. Let's absolutely not do that. Are you going to make me watch like a, a boring movie? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you're the oh you worst. mean like a, re- like a real movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, are you, how are you even going to talk about Like this, there's so much to talk about. Like you if you are, make me watch boring movies. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you okay. next week. Goodbye. Bye. You can relax. Colleen and Eric have a podcast. The world is scary and we're locked in our home. But now we have big microphones. So you can relax. That's the name of our podcast.